This is a Hot Pie Original. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to episode 22 with Jennifer Foxworthy. This is part two. If you have not listened to the first part with Jennifer and Unstoppable You Ministries, go check it out. Okay. And that is in episode 19. So you're going to want to hear her. You're going to want to get to know her and all the greatness that uh, they are providing for our communities throughout the nation. So let's listen in. So when a loved one, right, or when an individual loves someone who physically and mentally hurts them, right, over and over and over again, um, that individual is manipulative Mm -hmm. and has force, fraud, and coercion to me. When I look at the definition of a human human trafficking, and when I look at the definition of domestic, you know, the predator, if you will, the assaulter, I see such a correlation. And there is that individual who is the master manipulator, right? So can you talk to us? Can you share with our listeners, like, what does that person look like? This, this charmer, right? This master manipulator. Can you, can you just share some examples or thoughts or anything about, about this person? Well, when you have a person that, uh, you know, just to rewind back, when you have a person that has low self-esteem, they have a code, they have codependent traits. So you have abusers who maybe lack money, or it's all about power and control. So those are the two key words dealing with domestic violence. Mm-hmm. You have someone who, like myself, I'm making my way. I didn't realize I had low self-esteem, but it resonated in other ways. I tend to find guys that did not have, they didn't look the part or they just seem, I didn't want it to be mismatched. Mm. So you know, buying clothes. I'm I'm footing the bill, so basically, so okay. to speak, to because I'm trying. You know that love and acceptance. If I uh, buy them whatever, make them look whatever, dress them up and build them up, they'll love me the way I want to. But that's mm. not how it works. But it's about that power and control. Um, the gaslighting is used, so that. Force, fraud, coercion that happens in human trafficking. Those are the same manipulative uh, mindset that abusers have. And they come in the form of man or woman. Right. It it doesn't, it's not just man. Um, Women can be very manipulative as well and abuse men. Uh, We, like I have a 10 year old son and I teach him Yes, I want you to hold the door open. I want you to be mindful and respectful, but don't ever let anyone mistake your kindness for a weakness because you have those women who will take those good Mm. traits moms teach our sons and hold it against them. Well, I dare you to hit me. You're so weak. I dare you to hit me because we teach our our boys, don't you put your hand on a woman. Mm hmm. Women who operate in dysfunction, they love that trauma. So therefore, they have that abusive mentality. Uh, And then when you grow up in a a violent 
household, that child is going to grow up to be one of four things. They're either going to grow up to be the abuser, mm-hmm. victim, both, or commitment phobic. Mm-hmm. So that's the intersection of why it looks so similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and why they intersect. So when we unpack it, we have to kind of dissect what did that abuser go through? Mm-hmm. What did they witness? What was instilled in their mind? Like you don't show weakness. And in order to show a woman that you love them, you got to hit them upside the head or for women, don't let no man mistreat you. So you get at them first and establish the the relationship rules. Wow. Dominant before they do. Mm-hmm. And it's just an atmosphere of chaos. Hopefully I answered your question, but it's kind of yeah. like a web. Yes. And I love that visual. I love the visual of a web. And that's um, usually when I sit in meetings, right, with uh either different nonprofits or um, churches, and we're trying to get more into the schools as well. Um, I literally describe it as like, it is a, it is a web. I can draw you a picture. Give me, give me a kid, give me an age group, give me a demographic, um, give me who their parents are, so on and so forth. And we can draw out a web and show how much all of this intersects. And and I and I know it's overwhelming as a listener. I know it's overwhelming for people like, hey, I want to get into to to fight domestic violence or get in the fight of um, eradicating human trafficking or foster care or whatever. Um, and they're like, but you just gave me all of these things. And I said, yes, all of these things are to make you aware. So you're able to help that one individual. Right. Now, if you have more capacity, if you are part of this army that we're trying to to raise, right, to rise up because we're fighting this war, then by all means, we'll equip you with all kinds of stuff, <laughs> right, to, to get you in the fight. Um, but you have to be aware that there's all these underlining things, variables um, that are happening, not not only on the victim side, but what I'm trying to also get, because we're, we're so focused on the victim and don't get me wrong, we should be absolutely 100%. But in order to stop it, we need to start on the prevention, right? Because we're always working from the back end. We're always working from a loss. Um, and you, you're not going to prevent it if we keep working from that space, right? Um, I also need to get people over here on the prevention end. And on the prevention side, we're trying to show them what this Romeo pimp looks like, right? What this master manipulator looks like. And it's like, hey, it's that charmer. It's that individual that you would least expect it. Like I did an episode and I showed all these pictures of regular people in society from prominent attorneys uh, to teachers to, uh, you know, pastor individuals, people who have access to young and vulnerable populations, right? Like they love that. And I don't think we do the best job 
at protecting kids. I just don't. We give them too much adult access and we give them too much adult content access. Like, shoot, we wonder why. We wonder why, right? So the the other big piece is back in the day, mm-hmm. abusers, uh, pedophiles, uh, human traffickers, they had to have physical contact with, with this child. They had to have that. Right. right? Yeah. So you kind of were like, Oh, that dude down the street, he's kind of creepy looking or what have you. There was something right. Um, well nowadays with all of these kids online, we've given them, we've literally put kids on a silver platter for them. We've put these vulnerable groups on a silver platter for them, right? Because everyone has access to 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 being online. Like you see homeless people literally with cell phones. So um, because there's there's grants and it helps them, but then it also gives them social media, right? And someone to to um, prey on them. So that's what I think. With the public, we're trying to let them know is like, yo. <laughs> You can't give your kids or everyone access to your kids. Like you just, you just can't. Amen. You got to shut that media off. Even them right in front of you, people are luring their kids. And, and honestly, um, I don't think the public is educated enough to realize that it's peer to peer as well. It's not just a grown person doing it. That grown person manipulated someone else. And now it's someone their age, right? Like we have to. So, so in essence, the uh, trafficker is actually grooming the uh, the other child, mm-hmm. right, to be a master manipulator themselves, um, and and grooming their peers. So, I just can't. Um, I'm not telling the world to be cynical because I'm a very positive. Like I just think the best of everybody. However. Being in this space, I question everybody. If that and it sounds like an oxymoron, it sounds like my least favorite person, which is a walking contradiction. But that's basically what I do. It's like, oh my gosh, I love everybody. I just believe. However, I question you at the same time. <laughs> yes, you have to. You yeah. have to. Our children. I mean, the fact that in a high school you have seniors human trafficking the juniors. That's right. Um, in Florida, there was a bust of 79 people. Two was one was a pastor. The other was a head girls um, uh, basketball coach. Mm-hmm. You kidding me? Right. So no one is immune. Yeah. Uh, all, there's a various professions is basically what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Who are the buyers or the traffickers um, for whatever reason. It's just like, oh, you know, I made a mistake. It was just this once. No, you just happened mm. to get caught, but you <laughs> did it, you know, 30, 40, 70 times prior. It's like a drunk driver. Yeah. Show me, show me a person who's driven drunk just once and then got busted. No, mm. you happen to get caught on that thousandth time. Yeah. That actually brings up a really good point, um, Jennifer. Like earlier we mentioned, you know, your your group, um, your couple who weathered the storm and now they are helping other uh, families who are addicted to porn um, and sex. And they uh, something great has come out of 
right? That, that heartache and that turmoil. Um, and I mentioned, you know, it's interesting that we give grace to those who are addicted to drugs and alcohol, but we have not, we're not in that space yet to give grace to people who have addiction to porn. Mm -hmm. So my question for you is how do you feel about, um, a trafficker, because we do see a lot of traffickers who they too state that, well, I was in a vulnerable space and I needed to traffic this person so I too could eat. Um, how do you feel or what are your thoughts about these individuals being redeemed? I think anybody can be redeemed and uh, through the mercy and grace of Jesus Christ. Um. I am, you know, humans, we have sin in layers. Mm. God looks down, it's all even, it's all equal. Mm. We do think, okay, human trafficking an individual and self-harm, committing, you know, suicide or doing drugs, eh, well, human trafficking is worse because now your sin is... yeah a stumbling block on somebody else. Mm -hmm. We're not supposed to do that. But I think, um, oh, good gracious, I lost my train of thought. What was your question? Oh, that's okay. Because it is a tough one. It's a tough question. <laughs> it's do you, do you, do, <laughs> do you think that uh, traffickers uh, can, can, there's, yeah, can be redeemed, there's some redemption? Yes. And I truly believe through a level of self-awareness and through uh, like domestic violence abusers, so those who uh, through the state who um, say, OK, you have to complete this 21 week course with the county crisis intervention center. And it's a abuser intervention program. Mm -hmm. Many of them will get through it successfully and learn some key things as far as how to control their anger, how to deal with their thoughts, feelings, and behaviors better. I believe with human traffickers, that can be the same way. I think the only dynamic is trafficking. You're dealing with money where domestic violence yeah. is more of that power and control. It just over another human. It may not even have to be financial. It's can be mental and emotional. Sure. Or, you know, I'm angry today, so I'm going to take it out on you and smack you around. Yeah. Where the trafficker, not only are they manipulating mentally, emotionally, um, but there is a financial reward for them to do so. Mm -hmm. And it's so lucrative. I think if we cut off you know, the demand, then, I mean, the fact that human trafficking is the second largest global criminal enterprise yeah. is mind boggling. But it, as you can, as you said, creating that web, it intersects with illegal gun, you know, the, the gun smuggling, the drug smuggling, because it funds those other areas. Right. So a human being that has to sleep with 12 to 37 men or men um, per day, the money that is being made isn't, isn't, it's not going to that victim. Yeah. 
not all of it is going to that trafficker. That trafficker is then pushing that money through a funnel of illegal guns that are brought in and are out of the state and around the country. Um, and then also drugs as well. Mm-hmm. So that human, unfortunately, is funding other criminal enterprises. Yeah. So I think it's the lucrativeness of can a person be redeemed? Anybody can. But they have to see. I'm just going to say it has to be the Holy Spirit. No, yeah, that's totally that's totally fine. I get I get you right because that's and and the reason I asked this question, um, and it's not an easy question at all whatsoever. Is I I get asked all the time. Uh, you know, as you know, I I coach human trafficking survivors, and I get asked, or the assumption is, they're like, oh my gosh, you must never sleep at night because the stories that you have are just horrific, right? Like complete inhumanity and crimes against humanity. And I I honestly always respond. I said, actually, I sleep very well. That's how I know I'm in the place that I'm supposed to be in that, um, you know, my spiritual nature, uh, you know, God is just giving me a place to say, Hey, I'm going to let you sleep at night. Um, so you could get back up and do this all over again. Right. And, and to help me with that burnout. Um, and so he's he's provided this like shield and this warrior like spirit, uh, you know, in me that I do not take lightly. Um, and I know I could get on a soapbox, hence why I mean, I have a podcast, uh, but <laughs> you know that I'm sure used to make some people scream. Um, but I say all that because they said, no, actually, the hardest thing for me is to actually pray that I do not despise these traffickers and these buyers. Um, And I pray that one day that they're able to have a wake up call and say, oh my gosh, I have done horrible things to these people. And I may never be forgiven by these individuals, um, but I'm going to stop and I'm going to join the fight because if they join the fight, then they are going to give us insight that, none of us would have, right? Because they're they're the actual trafficker or they're the actual John or Jane purchasing sex. So I pray for them all the time because it's easy to despise them. I will tell you, God's working on me uh, when it comes to pedophiles. I, I'm not there um, at all whatsoever. And you see that pedophilia happening, right? And they are grooming these children and they are selling them for sex as well. Um, and that's a whole other episode that, um, will be, that will be coming around the bend. Um, but I do, I do, I, I work on myself to say, I, I hope and I pray that we can catch a trafficker. They realize what they've done. And then they're able to help us fight um, to eradicate human trafficking. Um, But but it's tough. It's a it's a super, super tough question. And it's everyone has their own thoughts and feelings because it's yucky. Right. And the more stories you hear, of course, the more it just makes you mad. And I do want people mad. I want people mad to join the fight. I think when they have those uh, emotional um, 
those emotions. It'll stir them up and say, you're right. I'm tired of this. I don't want it to happen in my community anymore. I don't want it to happen in the U.S. and to these young people. So I'm going to scream at the top of my lungs. I'm going to do whatever I can to stop human trafficking because slavery ended a long time ago by law back then. Yet we're not realizing as a society that we're still enslaving people. And this isn't just mental slavery, right? Like with oneself. These are literally people that, um, as you mentioned, they have to have sex with someone. uh, They have to sex with multiple people 30 times a day or what have you. And porn is not helping the case. It's just expanding the quota that these men and women and children have to have to meet and it's um you know it's 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 just it's just horrific yeah absolutely it absolutely um so i appreciate our time so much together and i i'd like to know i'd like our public and our listeners to know what are some areas that they can help unstoppable you uh ministries what are is there anything going on or there's something um you know, they can just log on to or what have you and help themselves be part of your organization in any way, shape or form? Well, I would love for people to check out our website. It's very comprehensive. Matter of fact, we have a page of resources dealing Thank with, you. which is rape and, and incest. We have domestic violence uh, resources, human trafficking, uh, resources for homelessness and veterans. It is very comprehensive. It's kind of like a one-stop shop. So I want you to go over to www.unstoppableu, and that's Y-O-U, ministriesinc.org. There you'll also see a page that you can donate in various ways, check, cash app, PayPal, you name it, credit card, because your in-kind contributions allow us to turn back and help those who are in need, men, women, teenagers, family members. It funds our various platforms and public education and training is so huge because if we can be proactive on the front end, then we don't have to be reactive on the back end. Yes. Uh, We we have a YouTube channel, Unstoppable You Ministries, Inc. We are a YouTube channel. Go over there and subscribe. There you'll find a variety of videos to glean from, from our various events and workshops, virtual uh, events that we've hosted in person as well. So again, our YouTube channel, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. So we're all over social media to include our own website. But those are the ways you can volunteer with your time, or contribute with uh, monetarily, or just help us spread the word. Even if you can't attend an event, maybe there's somebody else that can. Mm -hmm. We have two upcoming events that I know of right now. Uh, September 25th, we are bringing the Unstoppable You Conference to Jacksonville, Florida. Saturday, September 25th, you don't want to miss it. And then we're going to round out that conference tour in York, Pennsylvania, on Saturday, November 6th. So you can follow us, follow the tour, and we have a variety of other workshops and events that we'll host throughout the year as well. 
but the Unstoppable You Conference is a biggie for us. Yeah. Thanks so much for sharing that, Jennifer. And that's, you know, um, when you and I connected and for our listeners, um, I told Jennifer is I am drawn to highlight and talk to small and mid-sized nonprofits because these people, Jennifer and her team, they are in the trenches. They are doing the work. There isn't all of these layers of hierarchy. They're all doing the work. Yes. And so not only do we want to reward that and be a part of those types of nonprofits, because it's just like a small business, right? You want to support small business and not just the monstrous ones, because I've worked for some of those. And to be honest with you, that money gets lost very, very quickly. Um, and it gets eaten up and you don't even see where it goes to opposed to, you know, like your organization, um, as well as, Jennifer would be happy to tell you like, hey, this is what we did with it and come see for yourself and join us. And I love that you have something that's really like for the whole family and not just one uh, demographic. And I think that allows everyone to say, oh, yeah, I totally could be part of it. I could bring my aunt. I could bring my uncle. I could bring my brother. I could bring my kid. I could bring, you know, just everybody. And I, I just love, love, love that. And you have so many resources and we're totally going to have you back on the show because um, you hit so many, like we talked about, it's just intersected and you know what's going on because you're doing the work. And I thank you for all that you're doing. Uh, continue doing it and we will be here to support you um, in any way, shape or form. Um, I've been thinking about that Jacksonville one coming myself. Um, so hopefully that will work in my, my favor and my schedule. Um, but thank you so much for, for coming on and and just chit chatting with me. It's always a pleasure. Oh, it was my (laughs) honor. You're beautiful. You are strong. You are amazing. And the power of LinkedIn, Yeah. who would have, you know, works the power of social media. It can be good. It can be in our profession and what we're doing is bad. God allowed our paths to cross and I've gleaned so much from you, Antoinette. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, Mia. Thank you. We'll see you. We'll see you very, very soon. Appreciate it, Jennifer. So thanks so much for joining us with Jennifer's part two uh, episode with her. It was great. I always have a great time chatting with Jennifer. She she wants to know so much. She wants to learn more about things that she doesn't have a ton of experience in. Um, and if you want to be in the fight to fight and to eradicate human trafficking, then you're going to have to get comfortable with constantly learning new things. Um, Her field, her mission was not to help human trafficking victims. That just started to just come in and just be woven in within the demographics, the populations that she was helping. And she, I'm so proud to call her an ally. And so our call to action for these two episodes of listening to Jennifer is is pretty simple, but I think it's essential. Um, I encourage you, I implore you to actually go to her website, Unstoppable Ministries, UnstoppableUMinistriesInc.org, and 
I'd like for you to explore it and look through all of the resources that she has and what they've shared because she gives a great example of how human trafficking intersects in all of these uh, spaces. And that is kind of the first awareness that that we need. If you know, we want you to build up baby steps, right? Like because we want you here for the long haul. And so if you look at what human trafficking intersects, you're going to be asking yourself those questions when you're passionate about foster care and you're, um, that that's your group you want to listen to. Um, if you want to help public education and youth, like you're going to start to see like, wow, I need to start asking these questions. I need to start paying attention. Um, cause human trafficking is just everywhere and it's running rampant. So she does it in a very tasteful, mild kind of way, but it's going to start getting that, that brain of yours just thinking and saying, wow, I'm just arming myself with more and more tools to, to fight the good fight. So go take a peek at her organization online and get yourself familiar with where human trafficking intersects in her space because she is in the trenches. She's seen it day in and day out. Thanks so much for your time and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home on the web at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.